Hello, welcome to the Truth and Democracy podcast, Halloween episode. My name is Rich Proceda, and I'm here today on this Halloween episode to ask the question, will Vladimir Putin use nuclear weapons in Ukraine? So there's a few things I want to talk about first, and the first thing is Ukraine. This is a global struggle for freedom and democracy. This is the central human struggle that has gone on for centuries, the spiritual struggle for two or 3,000 years to govern ourselves, to have the right to rule ourselves. It's a human right to be able to select your leaders. It's part of the Declaration of Human Rights. And it's important to recognize that America, though its grand experiment is in democracy, and it is a constitutional democracy, it is a democracy. All you need for a democracy is one person, one vote. Now, is it a perfect democracy? Absolutely not. But in fact, after the insurrection and the attempt to overthrow our government, we have been rated as a flawed democracy. We have slipped to 26th. That's something to keep in mind because I recently heard that attacks on democracies, we have to respond quickly. In nine years, they said, in nine years, we're either going to be a dictatorship in America or we're going to be uh, hold on to our democracy. And that may be another question I ask. So it's very important that we support Ukraine, that we, we provide them with everything we need. And if Vladimir Putin chooses to use nuclear weapons, as Biden said, it would be a terrible mistake. There has to be a red line. And that red line for NATO and for the Western world is the use of nuclear weapons in Europe. Now, doesn't mean they're going to use nuclear weapons, but they're going to use conventional forces. And we must support them in that to just wipe out the Russian army. I mean, we cannot tolerate this. Their response has to be strong. And the only reason we have not have this problem is because we didn't react strongly in the first place yet well may not be the only reason so there may be a few questions to ask will putin use a dirty bomb and that's a bomb that has radioactive material that will is detonated um, before it hits the ground and spreads this radioactive material around the large area and essentially renders that area unpassable. It becomes kind of like a, a minefield, um, except it's radiated and it will last for years. The other thing is called technical nuclear weapons. And those are smaller nuclear bombs that are launched from tanks rather than missile silos, or not tanks, but mortars or some type of projectile um, that would cause a nuclear explosion, but it would be limited in size, um, terribly devastating for the environment. 
one thing Putin may not want to do is ruin the breadbasket of the world. Because why is Putin there? It's because he wants to expand his kleptocracy into Ukraine. In other words, or reestablish it, let's say. That's what this whole thing was about. When Trump and they were trying to get rid of the corrupt attorney, district attorney, or whatever it was, attorney general, I don't know what it was, but they were trying to get rid of corruption. Um, Yovanovitch, the ambassador, and uh, also the Obama administration, they were confronting co corruption. And of course, a kleptocracy is a corrupt government that funnies, funnels money to itself. It rips off the people, rips off the country. And believe me, there's a lot of money to be made in Ukraine. Also, this is a global assault on democracy. These authoritarian leaders do not want pro-democracy movements in their country. They don't want mass protests. They don't want to be forced from power. They don't really want to use force to on their own people, like what's happening in Iran right now. They don't want the devastation. I mean, because it's not a good thing to have to kill your own people and destroy your own country just to hold on to power. They'll do it, but they don't want to do it because what they really want to do is make money. But in Ukraine, he thought he was going to walk in there. He was obviously wrong. And, and he needs to continue to be wrong. Because the only thing that's going to stop Putin, as I've said in my articles, is a resounding defeat. So if we don't, this is how we stop World War III. This is how we stop it before it gets started. We don't follow the same path of appeasement that led us to World War II. We stand up against violations of human rights, against assaults on human freedom, against assaults on dem democracy and freedom. We don't sit back and say, okay, you can take those people, you can torture them, you can abuse them, just don't kill, attack anymore. No, that doesn't work, people, that doesn't work. We need to defend democracy. If we, we think, it, when will it come to the time when democracies around the world will step up and defend other democracies rather than sitting back and saying, oh, that one's fallen, oh, that one's fallen, that one's fallen, until it comes to us and then there's nobody to help us. We have to, democracy is the central issue. It's between us. The central conflict in the world is not between capitalism and socialism. That's just an economic system. Take a look at the map. Give me a break. It's authoritarian versus democracy. The Iron Curtain runs right through Africa now. Do we want to be a China? Do we want to be a Russia? Do we want to be a North Korea? Is Are those the models that we want? I mean, I think it's important to recognize. I'm sorry to say that there are Putin's agents on both sides of, of the political perspective, probably on all sides of the political perspective. He's paying people. He's paying people, giving people money, funding their organizations and their goals. And that's why we have some political candidates who are going against America's interests, supporting dictators. And it's not just one, it's more than one. And we have organizers on both the left and the right who are Putin's agents. Now that's not saying that they don't, 
that they think and know what they're doing. Some are true believers, but at the very, very top, they the person who's sending the propaganda down, the person who's in control, the propagandist, that person knows what they're doing. So it's up to us to understand that and not be fooled and to recognize that Ukraine is fighting our battle. Ukraine is fighting our war. Ukraine is defending freedom and liberty in Europe and around the world from an atrocious dictator who's willing to torture, slaughter, kill, murder, and use nuclear weapons, or at least threaten to use nuclear mm -hmm. weapons. Now, what is the likelihood of him using nuclear weapons? Well, as many people say, it's unlikely, but that doesn't mean the threat isn't real. And that doesn't and but that doesn't mean that we should run and hide and stick our heads in the ground. We need to stand up and stop it, not hide and stick our heads in the ground because our butts are going to be exposed to those nuclear radiation. So we need to take action. And this tarot reading is a way that I practice my spiritual practices. I've just finished meditating. I like to go over a little bit of my process here and what I do with the tarot readings. I do a three card spread, <clears throat> past, present, future. It's the simplest spread I can do. And I try and read the cards. And I'm also probably gonna use a website, maybe Biddy, Biddy Tarot to, to read the meanings of the cards. It doesn't look like I have. I have a book to, to follow on that. But I'm also going to read the card itself. And I'm, I've meditated. I try to tap into um, my spiritual abilities. I, I could make a mistake. But this is also a test. It's a test to see, you know, does the reading give us any information? And is does that information turn out to be right or wrong? So this is also a way of testing the cards and also improving my psychic abilities and practicing them. And um, and the only problem is I, I can make a mistake. I can misread the card, miss something. Um, I, I want to ask my spirit guides to guide me. I want um, only spirits that have my best interest at heart to come and give us information about the future. And this is what I use tarot for, to divine the future. Because I've had a lot of experiences in that. And I um, want to develop my abilities and I want to put them to use. And also, I do feel that the cards um, are sort of like the Schrodinger's cat. It could be any card until it turns over. In the, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, somehow spirit knows and we get the cards in the right position. For example, I was here, you know, with my cards, shuffling them, um, trying to get this set up right so that I get the lights, you know, and I, and, and I was having problems with my mic and problems with my light. And then and, and all of a sudden, the top card on the deck fell off again on the floor. And usually when we do psychic readings, we believe that the 
if a card just pops out of the deck, you know, then then that might mean something. And in this case, it seems to be because I want to show you the card that popped out of the deck. And it is, if we can get it up here. Let's see, there we go. The devil. That's the devil card. And um, you might want to pull it up on your um, computer, the devil. And that's really what we're dealing with here. And now, this really brings me to a point where we have why I wrote an article, did a show, I think, once on why sociopaths rule the world. What is the Antichrist? What is a Antichrist? What is evil? What is sin? Sometimes we get this idea, and I've had this just today with my brother, that somehow evil in the world are things that go bump in the night. Oh, people talking to mediums, talking to the dead. Evil. Ghost. Evil. You know? Tarot, evil. No. I want to tell you what evil is. That's when we talk about evil, let's talk about evil. Let's not make it into things that go bump in the night. Let's talk about what real evil is. And one problem with that is that you use scripture and your beliefs against people. There are a lot of old prejudices. You have to be very careful when you discern scripture. Don't use it against people. Don't call people witches. It's like the witch trials. No, oh, there's a necromancer, my brother calls me. Don't speak to the dead. It's You're messing with wrong spirits. Jesus messed with spirits. He cast out demons. Don't tell me. The church cast out demons. Don't tell me that we're not supposed to deal with the spiritual world and the spiritual reality. And it's not all evil. That's a fear, fear, falsehood. It's not all evil. Jesus and in the Bible, there were a lot of spiritual events, prophecy that were positive and some were negative. But make no mistake, when Jesus rose raise people from the dead, he would often use magical incantations to do it. I think it's called talith, talitha kum, which means get up. And these are different words that he uses to heal people, to cast out demons. So don't think that somehow you can't work with in the spirit realm. In fact, I think it's really a way to keep people from having experiences of spirit. They want to indoctrinate you, not bring you to spiritual truth. But here with the devil card, what is an antichrist? What is? It's one of those leaders, leaders, the powers and authorities, the rulers of this world, the ones that Jesus said he came to bring down, to lift up the lowly, bring down the powerful, feed the hungry, send the rich away empty. It's those people who attack 
countries and have their soldiers torture and murder who threaten to use nuclear weapons. People, this is what evil is. This is what evil is. It's not things that go bump in the night. It's not things to make you afraid of because of the unknown. It's not the spirit realm. I actually think the spirit realm is relatively weak because they don't have a material existence and can't interact in our material world. And they need us. So to either help them or, you know, really what it is is your intentions and what type of spirit you're willing to work with that determines. If you're willing to do evil, you can, you know, just working with spirits, being a Christian doesn't make you a good person. You know, so, but if you're a good person, you can interact with spirit world, with animal spirits, with all sorts of supernatural entities and have all sorts of supernatural experiences and it could be positive and not negative so don't let that negativity and you know bigotry it, it it's the witch trials it's not not and like i was telling my brother not everything in the bible we follow anymore you know we don't force women to cover their heads in church we don't force them not to speak in church and for good reason that's the new testament and all the death penalty crimes for things that you know touching mount sinai you know crimes of wearing mixed fabric clothing you know obviously you know a woman yelling rape not screaming loud enough um when she's being raped you know is the death penalty you know death penalty for adultery Please, please, we don't follow the Bible every time. And for good reason, we discern it spiritually using what God's word is really intended for, not to use to attack people, not to use to put people down, not to use to ridicule or judge people or judge people of other faiths and other belief systems. It's to love your neighbor. That's the central, most important commandment. And if you're not doing it, if you're if you're just using the bible to judge people to scare people to talk about things that are evil that aren't evil you know you're just using it against people it's a power trip but the devil that's putin that's putin even looks like him even looks like him a little bit right he's got the bare chest you know Everybody likes to go around with the bare chest. He's got the servants underneath bound to him, bound to him. You see that bound by a chain? You know? And what does that mean? That's servitude to the ruler, servitude to the powers, servitude to mammon, to money, servitude. So that, you know, that's a, sort of a addiction also but yes this is vladimir putin no doubt about it and that's not trying to demonize him that's just telling you that when the bible speaks about evil it's not talking about things that go bumping at night it's talking about the rulers the authorities and the powers that rule this world so let's do the 
tarot reading and let's see what we get. And I think I'm going to just ask the first question. Well, you know, the thing is, if you ask whether he's going to do use nuclear weapons, that pretty much covers everything, right? So should I ask separately? Is he going to use a... So what I'm going to start with, I think, is I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask first whether he's going to use a dirty bomb. Okay, so I, I want to shuffle the cards a little bit. You know, I think the spirit knows where they're going to be. He's going to put the cards in the right place. And, um, or more accurately, maybe, you know, like Schrodinger's cat, you don't really know until you turn the card over what it's going to be. And it could be any of the cards, any of the cards until it's turned over so the schrodinger's cat is is the thought experiment on quantum physics where if you put a cat in the box and you set a radio radioactive isotope or something that's set to either go off and flood the box with radiation and kill the cat or not and you got a 50 percent chance one way or the other that in some ways the cat is both dead and alive at the same time. And we won't know until we open the box. But it's more that actually the cat isn't dead until we open the box. Until it's there's an observation. So that's what I did. I cut the cards. Let's see what, what we're going to get here. First card is the past. Okay. Second card is the present. Okay. And the third card is the future. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at these cards. And one thing is the first card, the past, is the moon. The moon. Okay. So the moon usually represents darkness or the, the night, which is a, a time of, of sort of danger and, um, you know, mystery and um, sort of a spiritual but a dark background that there's darkness in the past we have. The picture of it, it looks like two dogs or wolves howling at the moon. There's two towers. There's a, I guess it's a mountain back there. We have a lobster crawling out, crawfish crawling out from the water onto a path that travels into the mountains. So what I'm gonna do now, it's upside. I do read reversals. So what I'm gonna do now so I'm going to look up Biddy Tarot. Okay, the move upright. Illusion, fear, anxiety, subconscious, intuition. So this is based on fear. That's if we if we put that these words out here, this is. I'm using this is based on fear. He's doing this because he's afraid. 
and he's afraid because one thing the Bible tells us is that the people, the rulers fear the crowds. The rulers fear the people. The rulers fear pro-democracy movements. They fear people taking to the streets. They fear people demanding their ouster. The leaders in Iran are afraid right now. They do. The leader of China humiliated the ex-president because he's afraid. Kim Jong-un threatens nuclear weapons because he's afraid. They're afraid of losing power because when they do lose power, it's often the end for them. They're afraid of the people, and that's what this is about. This is about suppressing the will of the people, stopping the people, stopping democracy, stopping freedom, stopping the growth of human rights, the demand of respect for the individual. They're afraid of us. Now, the second card, and these two other cards are not major arcana cards, which tells me that, you know, if he did use a dirty bomb, I, I would think that they would be major arcana cards. But let's see what they say. So this is a reversed card, and this is the two of cups reversed. And we see the two of cups has two people holding cups and this looks like a a lion and a bird snakes they often indicate knowledge from the story of adam and eve so there's knowledge courage people working together people negotiating right you had a lot of talk in the left and on some groups telling us that we should negotiate with Putin. We should negotiate with him. And, you know, even Elon Musk did this in terms favorable to Russia. Terms favorable, meaning that he gets to keep his land, keep the land. He gets to benefit from his unlawful invasion of Ukraine. He gets to dominate, control, or take over parts of a free nation. Yeah. But present right now, no negotiations, no not working. And, and, and think of this, does Putin really want to negotiate? Not if he's in a position of power, he doesn't. Right now he's weak, and that's why he wants to negotiate, because he can get more. If he can get them to give up the land, then he's going to ever be able to attain military because his militarily, because his army is going down. Not working together. Why didn't he negotiate? If if you want to talk about negotiation. Why did he attack in the first place, right? Shouldn't he have negotiated? You want to support Putin? Oh, we need to negotiate with him. Why didn't he negotiate in the first place? 
rather than start slaughtering Ukrainian people and slaughtering, laying down bombs on them. Why didn't he negotiate? If he had an issue, it's because he doesn't want what he wants is Ukraine. No real interest in anything else. And now maybe, now maybe he wants a way out. That way out is not going to come with him having land in Ukraine. And he'll be lucky if he keeps Crimea. Lack of cooperation, lack of working together. Let's see. Let's look at Biddy Tarot. So the two of cups. It says self-love, breakups, disharmony, distrust. So I don't know self-love, but I'm sure Putin is full of himself. Uh, there's the breakup of the Soviet Union, which he wants to put back together again. There's obviously disharmony and distrust. So let's let's take a look at the at the third card. Okay. Third card is upright, and it is the seven of pentacles. The seven of pentacles. And that's the in the future position. So it looks like this guy's guarding over his money. And as I told you, this is all about money. Yeah, absolutely. This is all this is not about Putin's interest or Russia's interest. There's nothing in Russia's interest. Ukraine offers is no threat to Russia. They pose no threat. There's no reason to invade Ukraine. There was no threat there except perhaps the threat of democracy. NATO's not a threat. They only, they didn't even, they didn't react. You know, and, and to put NATO there as if NATO is the big threat, NATO is there to defend against this ag aggressive Russia. It's not there to, to be aggressive. It's there to defend against a, a country or a dictator that threatens all of Europe now with nuclear weapons. So why won't he use it? Well, like I said, you start putting nuclear bombs down on Ukraine, dirty bombs, whatever, you're gonna ruin the land. I mean, you need the land. You know, you don't wanna destroy the land. It's just like those, the dictators who who have to destroy their own country in order to hold on to power they don't want to do it um but here putin wants to do it because you know he may not he would rather just roll in there and take it over of course but he wants this it's about money but in the end he may decide not to do it because of the money that First of all, even if he took the country, he'd have to clean up that area. Secondly, you know, being the breadbasket of the world, you can't irradiate uh, farmland. So, all right, let's let's ask, and we may get a similar response, and that may be the response right there. Let's ask, uh-oh, uh-oh. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. 